Hey, good afternoon, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with a new clubhouse, new guests in the clubhouse, and some very unique stories about favorite teams. We're going to go through some progress reports, things like that. But I want to welcome Steve for the first time in the clubhouse. Steve, how are you? I'm doing great, Bill. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a couple months now, um, um, but it, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to have you, and it will be a lot of fun, absolutely. So first of all, we talked offline, top fans, that my pregame with everybody is always so much fun. And I, I just learned so much about Steve and his uh, during the pregame. But Steve, you have a favorite team, but you got kind of a a favorite team A and a favorite team B, and you've got a story behind it. So do tell. Yes, um, uh, I have both the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's in my past. I, I grew up in the Bay Area out in the suburbs, and there were no rules as to which team to root for. So I rooted for both of them. I was a diehard fan. Uh, my parents, I grew up in a household where uh, if a, if there was a game, it was always on the radio and television. So I fell in love with baseball at an early age. Um, I caught the great 60s Giants teams as they wrapped around into the 70s. I was eight, nine, and 10 years old when the Charlie Finley A's won their three world championships. So it was a great, you know, great time to, to see that. But then the next decade, um, until the late 80s, when the Bash brothers came along and the, you know, Will Clark, Mitchell Williams, the whole, all, all the Bay Area stuff, you know, there was a pretty well a, a decade with bad, bad baseball, bad attendance, bad teams. Um, but I was there. And that's how I got my uh, my handle uh, foul weather fan because of both teams stunk back then and nobody was there except me. Um, so I was a diehard fan of, of both A's and the Giants and they, um, you know, two teams in one market, they try to schedule them home and away. So I got to go to games. I got my license, started going to, you know, tons of games. I bought Giants season tickets. I was a bleacher bum at the Oakland Coliseum. Um, but then, uh, some, something changed that when um, at the Oakland Coliseum, when they built Mount Davis so that the uh, Oakland Raiders football team could come back to Oakland from Los Angeles, they tore out my bleachers. And um, that was a, it was an incredible place. I think the only community I've ever experienced that could rival what it was like was the bleachers at Wrigley Field. And um once that went away, it was very difficult to follow the A's. Um, they kept changing radio stations, and they they kind of lost traction in the market. So uh, I'm still a full-time Giants fan, and, and I am to this day. Um, I had Giants season tickets for 25 years. Um, you know, so it was it's just always been great. I still go to A's games. I, I still like the team, but I'm I'm not the diehard that I that I once was. So you're you're the orange and black now, and not the not the green and yellow. Yeah, that's correct. Although, um, you know, on my page I do write about stories from the time, so I pretty much split the two equally. But yeah. um, uh, I drop an occasional uh, yellow and orange, the little little round balls on social media comments, the little colored emojis every now and then. So I've seen them. Um, I've seen them. That's, yeah, that's great. See, I grew up in Orange County, and the Angels are here. Um, but somehow or another, I became a Dodger fan, and that has to do with uh, my buddies growing up and things like that. But um, the Angels are a lot easier to get to. They were 10 minutes away from my high school, so 
it was for me, it was a lot of fun being able to see both teams, right? But yeah, I, I bleed blue. I I'll admit that. So okay, yeah. so if we're gonna do that, so let's let's talk about the black and orange for a second. Tell me, kind of give me a progress report of them going now. Now let me let me backtrack for you top fan uh followers, top fan rivalry followers that are listening to this. Today is Wednesday. This will drop on Thursday. So the Dodgers and Giants are right in the middle of a series right now. Um, so that being said, tell me your progress report of the team coming out of the break. What do you what do you think they're we'll talk about trade deadline in a second, but give me a progress report of, of them coming out of the break. Okay. Well, um, as you're well aware the giants, uh, started out early in the year with a really good record. They were one of the top teams in baseball yet again. Um, I think the formula kind of carried over, but, um, I noticed something lacking in the team. Um, and then they kind of had their traditional June swoon, which goes right along with the giants. You know, that's a historical a slogan with the giants, they started to falter, but going into the break, you know, they were kind of down and out, but since the break, they've been uh, three and 11 since the all-star break. And they got, they swept the Dodgers before the break, but then the Dodgers swept them in, in LA. Now they're back in San Francisco. You know, we might see a sweep here, but um, one of the big things that stands out to me is the mental errors they're making. Um, and you, you've been watching this series, you've watched both series, but you certainly in this series, you've seen a lot of mental errors. Um, a lot of them have to do with base running on both sides of the ball. So they're making tragic base running mistakes, but they're also making defensive mistakes with regards to the other team's base running. Um, you know, we, we just got, uh, JD Davis at the deadline and he had that great play at third base, but he, through home from sitting on his duff, you know, it's like he, he had the guy 10 feet at first base. Um, you know, Gonzalez got doubled off by that, you know, blooping fly ball and Mookie caught it. It's like, where are you? You know, you, you, you just can't make these kind of, kind of mistakes. Um, you know, they've had a lot of, uh, late throws to the wrong base. Um, you know, it, it, they're trying to get a double play when they have to get one and they end up not getting either. Um, they look lackluster right now. There's no, there's no spark and energy in the team. I mean, you can just see it on their faces. So, you know, they're down and out right now. Um, I don't, I don't expect them to collapse into a horrible team. I think they're pretty much the 500 team this year. They can win. And I, I think they can pick things back up because they've already proven that in the first half of the season. I mean, they had the best record in baseball for a short period of time. You know, they were bouncing back and forth between the Dodgers and Mets and, you know, and they beat some good teams early in the year. So, you know, right now they're just, they're struggling, but it's, it's, it's not a slump. It's, it's mental. They're, they're really have a lot of, you know, their, their heads aren't in the game. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because baseball, I, to quote Yogi Bear, uh, you know, Yogi Bear, 90% of the game is half mental. Right. Yeah. And though, you know, though there's yogiisms out there everywhere, um, I can handle, you know, and again, the Dodgers were terrible in the 90s. Right. And into the early 2000s. So I I feel for you. I understand what's happening, but I can handle physical mistakes, throwing the ball away, things like that. 
you know, you're hurried, whatever. I can't deal with mental mistakes. You know, at that level, the mental mistakes should be a minimum. Now, if I'm watching, you know, if I'm watching my my cousin's kid who's seven years old or six years old playing Little League, mental mistakes, fine. But when you're getting paid a league minimum of $600,000, let's avoid some of those. And I, I know the exact play that you were talking about because Muncie took off from third on contact and your guy was sitting on his duff and he threw a perfect strike, but he had no chance to get him. He had no yeah. chance to get him. And it, and he had the out at first base, take the out at first base, but they were in, he made a fantastic, I get it. But um, the mental mistakes, those are the, those are the tough ones to deal with, right? Those are, those are the hard ones. And those are the ones that drive fans like you and I absolutely bonkers. Right. Yeah, and Gonzalez the other night got picked off at first base. They're down three nothing, and he gets on base in the eighth inning. The, the rule number one: you don't make any kind of out because you're not the you're not the winning run. You just right. you're relying on everybody behind you, so you have to be safe. And they threw over there like eighty five thousand times, and he still got picked up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, you can't do that. I, I'll never forget sitting in a. Um, sitting in a box at Dodger Stadium and the GM at the time was in there. I was invited for kind of a fan fest type thing. Um, and I won't tell you the name of the GM. I won't tell you the name of the outfielder at the time just to protect those guys. But the GM watched an outfielder throw home to try to get a guy that has the speed of like a Trey Turner where he had no business missing the cutoff man and throwing home. And the runner from first went to second because he overthrew the cutoff guy. And he just looks and he goes, we're never going to win the division. And, and it was a season where I think you guys ended up winning the division. And uh, he just looks and he goes, we'll never win the division if we continue to make mental mistakes like that. Right. He had yeah. no, I mean, he was, he was only probably 20 feet from the wall and he's trying to fire home to get a guy that's got speed. It just doesn't make sense. So yeah, and that's that's high school level stuff. I mean, one of my kids, he's he plays ball in high school, and he's you should hear him sitting there watching these games on TV. Hit the cutoff, man! Yeah, what are you doing? Hit the cutoff, man! All right, so, next question for you: um, trade deadline. Who do you think won it? What team do you think really won the trade deadline? Um. I think that on the surface, it looks like the Padres won it, mm -hmm. but there's, there's a problem. And I, I think, you know, and we've seen it for a couple of years now, they have to be healthy and the whole team has to be healthy and those guys have to perform, you know um, you know, they certainly, they certainly picked up some name players. I'm a bit, I have a question mark about Hader because he had that, uh, he got shelled his last few games and there seems to be some kind of arm issues with them. So I, he's not a Trevor Hoffman that's walking right in there yet. So he's going to have to prove himself. Um, did you see his I, comment by the way? Uh, I might have. What did he say? He basically said, I don't understand why they're doing this. <laughs> I, I mean, oh. he in essence was saying you're trading me away when you're in a division fight, basically for a team that's going to be the wild card that could beat you. What, what are you doing? I mean, in essence, oh. that was, you were saying. Yeah. And, yeah. I did hear something about that. And that, uh, I don't know. That's just, that's so weird to hear from a player. Uh, um, he was being honest. But, yeah. Um, so I don't really know who, who won the trade deadline. Um, 
I, I think, you know, the Dodgers didn't go out and get a huge haul, but they might have done well just because they have what they have. And I think I think the same with the Yankees. All the Yankees did a lot of trading. They got they got some good they got some good pieces that can help their team out. Who are they're maybe not the the biggest stars, but some of their smaller pieces. I can see. Well, you know, those things make some sense because I, I you know I've, we've seen the Giants do that over the last decade or so, where they they fill in the cracks and the holes and they ended up winning championships because of it. So um, maybe the Yankees. I don't know. It. I'll have to watch and see. You know, I think the Yan- If if you were going to ask me, I would tell you I think the Yankees probably got better without having to give up much. I mean, they got rid of Joey Gallo, who's batting 150 or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, we picked him up. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the Padres is a unique scenario because Juan Soto can go to arbitration at the end of the season. Um, he's still got two years under club control. If they don't win a World Series over the next two years, that trade was probably the worst thing that they could have done because – you got Manny Machado, who's got a huge contract. You've got Fernando Tatis, who's got a huge contract. Can you afford a third huge contract? with? And you're getting ready to drop $100 million on Joe Musgrove. Can you afford a fourth really large contract without going after major arms? Because then all you're doing is you're becoming like the Yankees, right? You got all the power in the world, but you can't pitch. So you lose games nine to eight or win games eight to seven. So I, unless they can get a World Series in the next two years, that trade was dangerous for the Padres. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. And there's there's something I've 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 said it before. Maybe I'll I'll say it here. Um, the Yankees have won the most World Series championships, mm-hmm. but the Padres have won the most winter meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's very true. That's very and, true. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting because they're not going to win the division. And, you know, getting through all the wild card stuff to get to like an NLCS, I don't know. That's going to be that's going to be tough. I mean, their fans are going to be in on it, but I don't know if the team's going to be there. The hard part, too, is, I mean, the Dodgers still have to play the Padres, I think, 11 or, or 13 times. So even though the Dodgers have an 11 and a half game lead, your lips to God's ears, baseball God's ears on this one, because I'm hoping, you know, that we just don't really go in and uh, the Dodgers play the Padres this weekend. So I'm just hoping that that doesn't turn us off around. Let's switch gears from who won the trade deadline to how do you think the Giants did during the trade deadline? They, they didn't really make very many splashes, if at all. Right. Yeah. Um, well, actually, since Farhan came on the scene, we're used to that. Because uh, we've been we've been one of the big names and almost all the huge player stuff. It was Bryce Harper and you know several other players. The Giants, oh, we're in, we're in, we're in, and it turns out not to be. Um, I I'm not completely happy with what the Giants did, but I I understand and um, I understand what they did. Um, I, I think they um, being in on the Soto hunt. I think was a little smoke and mirrors kind of, kind of move, you know, maybe just to get your name out there or something. I, I don't, they probably said, um, they probably said web and, and the giant said, nope. 
you know, they probably threw out a name there. The Giants aren't going to give up, but um, um, fans really got the signal that they were a buying team, you know, by being in that position. All the talk about Soto and the Giants are in on it, and a lot of the beat writers and reporters were telling the fans that, and things came out a lot differently. So I think the fans, the fan base is more upset than I am. Um, I do think, let's see, the, the Giants picked up one of the Brewers off of waivers and turned them around in, in, in a trade, you know, and actually got a decent prospect out of them. So I think the Giants actually improved their team a, a little bit, not leaps and bounds, but, you know, so I think they're a fence sitter and they realize they have what it takes to climb into the wild. I mean, the third wild card, you know, you, that's within reach. But we also could end up not winning anything. And so I don't think they have a real sense that we have a lot to lose. So I, I don't think they have a lot to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're just kind of they're just kind of in the middle. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, too, is and I'll say this here and anybody, you know, Dodger fans are probably going to try to lynch mob me for saying this. Um, but there's the difference between fandom and the business of baseball. Right. The first part I love the business of baseball. I, I'm not a fan. Right. But I, I honestly think the reason why you guys didn't make a huge splash is because you are going to go after somebody that grew up in Northern California. That's a free agent this year who currently has 43 home runs for the Bronx Bombers. And I think you guys are trying to go after him in the offseason. So you, I don't think you wanted to make a huge splash where you'd have a bunch of contract money that you couldn't try to go after Aaron judge for. Right. And yeah. there's, there's a lot of speculation about whether or not Aaron judge will leave the Bronx and come home to play for the giants. And so if that's the case, then you guys did exactly what you were supposed to do with the trade deadline. Right. Yeah. Um, because re-signing Jock Peterson and re-signing Aaron Judge or signing Aaron judge would be phenomenal. For your club yeah and and we don't really have star power um and and i think the giants fan base is locked into stars on a certain level they don't necessarily have to be um national stars nationwide but um right. you know they're the they're the quirky fan favorites you know tim lensa comes and you know it's just brian wilson yeah brian wilson oh actually uh i'm wearing a there shirt you there you go there you go yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm kind of okay with where we ended up, and we'll just see. I mean, I, the third wild card—that's within reach. I'll cheer for them, but you know, I, so I'm not going to be brokenhearted if they don't get it. You have a prediction for a wild card surprise? Um, I'd say I'd have a minor one. I, I've looked at the the races, and there's a lot of teams bunched up, mm -hmm. and I think every team that's in the bunch. Um, if they end up getting it, they're, I don't see them as a surprise. I think the Orioles have already shown that they're a surprise. So if they actually do make a wild card spot from here on out, it won't be a surprise. Um, uh, American League, we have to drop down to the uh, Rangers or Angels to make it to be a surprise. I just don't see either one of those happening because a lot has to be overcome. Um, we have multiple teams in front of you. People, it's harder than people realize because uh, when teams play each other that are ahead of you, they're guaranteed one of the teams is going to win. So it's even harder to catch multiple teams. 
Um, so I'm going to go to the National League, and and I think the the one team that kind of makes sense as a surprise would be the Miami Marlins. Um, they, you know, I think they have pitching pieces to do it. Um, um, they can win, I think, but it just it, it would have to happen. They just have to go on a roll, blow through. I mean, they're in a t- excuse me, they're in a tough division, but. Um, I think the one surprise for me would be the Marlins. Good. That's an actually excellent call. I'm actually doing a piece that I'm going to post up in our locker room um, in the next probably week, week and a half, uh, talking about um, the surprise that is the Miami Marlins and the Baltimore Orioles. Um, oh, because both teams, nobody would have thought, first of all, nobody would have thought Seattle was going to be in the wild card hunt either, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot, and you expect, you expect the Cardinals, you expect Philly, you expect like the Braves, you expect, you know, the pot, uh, the Padres baseball as a whole, right. Is good when teams like the Dodgers, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Yankees, the, the, um, Red, Red Sox. Sox are all good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that no disrespect to these fans, but who's watching a, a Cleveland Guardians versus Colorado Rockies World Series outside of Denver and outside of Cleveland? Yeah. Right. You're gonna first of all, you're gonna be watching you're gonna you'll be watching game seven of that World Series after the Lions play their football game on Thanksgiving with all the snow outs that you're gonna have. First of all, you're gonna have that issue. But <laughs> you know, again, if you yeah. had if you had the Rockies against Boston or the Rockies against um, the Yankees, it's good for baseball, right? If you have the Giants against, you know, a team like the Orioles, it's good for baseball, you know? And so it's interesting, these wildcard races. And you had mentioned kind of the mental mistakes. And I got a text message from a friend of mine who's a huge Giants fan. Sent me a clip when Carlos Rondon came in the dugout, I think in uh, Arizona, and he kicked the ball and it hit one of his teammates in the shin. Yeah, and he, he kicked said, uh, a bat. He kicked a bat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, and he says, this describes where we're at as a team right now. Yeah. And when I watched the clip, I'm like, oh, that's bad. But interestingly enough, as much as you guys have had your issues, you're still right there in the wild card. Like you said, you could get that third wild card spot. And just ask the Braves, what happens when you get in the playoffs is a whole different story. Doesn't matter how you get there, get there and then start over, right? Yeah, and they had a pretty bad first half last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't expected to do what they did. Um, but Agreed. if you have that kind of a team, you can you can come out of that hole. Agreed. Agreed. You build for yourself early on. So, okay, you have been awesome. Let me ask you a final question, and I and I love your baseball mentality, and I love your experiences. So this is this has been fun for me. But tell me, so each team is. Uh, each team has been anywhere from 58 games to, well, 55 games technically to to 60 games left. So you got give or take that amount of, of ball time um, with your team. Tell me what you're looking for in that last stretch for the Giants. What what are you looking forward to? What do you hope to see? Besides for a bunch of wins, tell me what you think. Yeah, um, absolutely. Number one on the top of my list is um, cheap tickets on StubHub. <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, I am the foul weather fan. So, I'll take um, it. I'll great take it. Deal, you know, the the five or six dollar specials on a Tuesday night game, you know, where season ticket holders dump their tickets because they're not going, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but actually, yeah, as far as the team goes, um, you know, recovering a semblance of the uh, over 500 baseball, you know, they don't have to become, you know, they have to win 20 in a row, although that'd be nice. But, you know, just just getting that edge back and being able to hit the third wild card. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yep. <laughs> I know it's not it's not much, but. You know, once you get in, you're in, and you know, again, we all know how that goes. You guys went in as a wild card before and won the World Series. Yeah, 2014. I mean, they had the best record at the All Star break, and they collapsed into, you know, having a miracle on the last week of the season to climb back to the second wild card, and then you know they beat the Pirates. They kept going. They won it. Yeah. So that's we we remember that. So we're not. You know, as a fan base, we know, you know, that's possible. And our team's done it before. It could happen. I love it. Well, uh, top fans, this is Steve. He is a baseball enthusiast. He's a phenomenal guy. His his podcast will drop uh, tomorrow, like we mentioned. I will make sure that I tag him, follow him. He's got a lot of great info on Instagram. And, Steve, we're going to have you back on um, within the next couple of weeks. If you'd like to come back on, we'd love to have you. We'll probably have a group of guys together. We'll probably have some some conversations about different things, and and I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. So I, I appreciate your time today. Well, thank you very much, Bill. Uh, this was a, a great half hour here, and we'll <laughs> I'm looking forward to next time we're, we talk together. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you.